It's outdated. to present to me, Stephanie. Oh, God. Okay, so, <laughs> on the opposite side of the spectrum, but similarly, uh, you know, people getting disrespected, pushed offline for multiple different reasons. Mm-hmm. So, my, I went into a deep, deep, <laughs> deep, dark rabbit hole um, online about sex workers online. Uh-huh. Um, and it, this is, like, full disclosure... I'm not uh, a specialist. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's clear this. for both of us. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, just so you know, we're not all there. So yeah. um, this is, like, what I've pieced together from articles, videos. Like, I did as much research as I could and, like, pulled together what I found interesting and, like, in a somewhat coherent way. Um, but, yeah, this is just, like, what I found. And um, it, it kind of, like, blew my mind a little bit because I had no idea about, like, pretty much any of this. And I know some people, uh, like, I, I, like, kind of low-key, like, practice this on my friend. Because I was like, does this make any sense? And she knew kind of about it. So some of you might know. But um, if you don't, I hope that, like, this interests you in a weird way. But It interests me in a weird way. No, weird <laughs> way. But uh, basically, I want to start off by giving you, like, some background on where our country stands on sex work laws. Uh, our country being the United States, because that's where me and Nina live. Yeah. <laughs> um, Canada, uh, Europe, like, they have different, um, every place has different laws on it. New Zealand is, like, uh, I think New Zealand's completely legal. Mm-hmm. But there are still issues there, too. Yeah. Uh, Canada is legal, and this is just what I found online, so it could be wrong, <laughs> but mm-hmm. it's probably right. Um Canada, Go Canada is, um, no, Canada in a way is, it's, I'm not gonna lie, it's kind of dumb, but it's kind of, from what I gathered, it is legal for sex workers to solicit sex, but it's illegal for clients to pay for it. So huh. if the clients get caught, the sex workers won't get in trouble, but the clients will get in trouble. Interesting. So that brings me to this point. Okay. Government's angle to smoke out, that's their exact word, smoke out sex workers, making it harder for them to work safely or at all. So that's Oof. one thing that, like, that's an example. Canada, yeah. making it legal for them to work, quote unquote, but if the clients get in trouble, which makes it more risky for the fucking people paying for it, um... And it's still risky for them. But, like, if, if the clients get caught, they're the ones who get in trouble. So, like, it's... Okay. It makes it harder for them to get clients who are willing. So, that's a whole issue. But governments, that's their term. It's, like, smoke them out. And yeah. these, like, that's weird, already, like, weird backwards kind of ways. violent wording. Yeah. Where it's, like, fucking get them. Like, they're the, yeah. vic- they're the, they're the criminals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but our country, literally just this past year... Um, just passed a bill and it's FOSTA SESTA which is yeah. combined and for those of you who don't know FOSTA's Fight Online Sex Trafficking Act and SESTA Stop Ena- Enabling Sex Trafficking Act um and this is where I do have to preface like um like 
what I'm going to like talk about aren't my personal views because it is very complicated on both sides. I think sex trafficking is like really fucked up and wrong, mm-hmm. but also sex workers deserve to, to work safely. Yeah. So that's all I'm going to say about sure. that. And then I'm going to read this information. Hell yeah. <laughs> but basically this bill, um, makes it illegal to knowingly assist, facilitate or support sex trafficking. And it amends, this is the most important, amends the Section 230 Safe Harbors of the Communications Decency Act, which that um, section is, uh, it makes online services immune from civil liability um, for the actions of their users because they're technically, um, they're technically uh, an online entity that, like Instagram, Facebook, they're an online entity that uh, gathers their information, Reddit is the same, um, from third-party users, mm-hmm. so they it, so this was put this um, this act was put in in like 1990 with, with the boom of the internet mm-hmm. to you know give them immunity from like whatever these third-party users say because they can't really control it. So <laughs> to and and this act that that whole thing taking it out. Um, it excludes enforcement of federal or state sex trafficking laws from its immunity. So, um, FOSTA-SESTA was heavily criticized by pro-free speech activist groups because for weakening that section of 230 safe harbors. Um, and basically what SESTA did was drive sex, worker, uh, sex workers' networks further underground, which makes it even more dangerous for them. Um, and... I'm going to keep going with my notes. <laughs> um, <laughs> you got this. Anyways, sex trafficking, for those who are unfamiliar, I'm just going to be very, like, blunt because you never know. Yeah. But it's the act of forcing people into sex um, against their will. Which and is... And transporting them or, yeah. like, I don't know if this is the right term, but, like, pimping them? Yeah. Well, yeah. It, it's forcing somebody in, like, literally into that world. Yeah. Against their will. Um, which is, like, terrible and, like, absolutely should not be a thing that is done but what this act did was um and a lot of people are fighting it uh sex workers are fighting it is because it doesn't differentiate between sex workers and trafficking victims oh yeah so it kind of groups that whole situation together and a lot of sex workers uh feel like it's going to make it more uh dangerous than it is better Mm-hmm. it's just not nuanced it sounds like it's not they haven't put a lot of like clauses they like haven't really thought it all through they've like um, clumped it all together and it it's like two completely different issues and it's like really affecting this, these kinds of um, communities in a negative way more than like helping the, the trafficking victims. Mm-hmm. People will speculate. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> don't come at me. But the reaction to SESTA from online platforms and then I will get into how it affected, affected the community. But um, Craigslist personal section was mm-hmm. deleted, like, pretty imme- immediately. Then an adult advertiser uh, city vibe followed that. Uh, Reddit deleted their escort and male escort section, um, among was others. This? Do you know? This was, like, right after it was passed in 2018. This was, like, fairly okay. recently. Um, so they deleted it with, like, Little to no warning. So these people who make their living off of this, it was like gone. Can you imagine just like your whatever you guys do to make a living, just like 
stripped from you immediately. Yeah. The government like, just saying, no more, this is yeah, illegal, Yeah, like, Bye. you woke up one day, and it's like, okay, like, you can't make money doing this this thing yeah. that you, that you bye specialized bye in. <laughs> exactly. Like, fucking figure it out. Yeah. Um, and so, um, a lot of sex workers relied on advertising on social sites and other websites like the Craigslist, per- Craigslist Personals um, uh, and the Classifieds to meet their more niche clientele. To solicit <laughs> sex or... Um, Get clients they use, for the most part, social media to connect with fans and build their own personal brands. Mm-hmm. Um, and and this is, like, also fucked up. There's an unwillingness to um, verify their accounts unless they reach a certain level of fame. Huh. So it's like, oh, you can be, like, a sex worker, um, a, like, a webcam girl, or, like, some kind, like, in that industry... You can be verified if you have a certain amount of followers. But if you don't and you're in that same industry, your account gets deleted. Yeah, so, so you can't be a sex worker unless you're the sex worker. Exactly. Which is just like an impossible situation. No. Um, and then obviously a lot of sex workers are feeling discriminated against and like invalidated in their work and their job. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the other thing that's like, confusing and I'm sure you know with the free the nipple situation is like one thing I guess we can kind of relate to but sex workers have tried to work with uh the community guidelines of these social media apps or whatever but they change so often and so quickly and they're not uh they're very general with it that it's often hard to keep up yeah. So that's why they're also getting deleted. So they're trying to work with them, but like because they don't have any like specific guidelines set in place, and they kind of have these bots that are like do 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 that yeah. can't tell between a nipple and like a smiley face. Yeah. That like <laughs> they just like delete. Yeah. Um, so get on it. <laughs> no. Um, the algorithm on many social media sites has fucked over not only sex workers but just like general creators too, like kind of anyone making things. Because a robot is distinguishing what yeah. is quote unquote good and what yeah. isn't. Yeah, and then you have the other, the same thing that you were saying of like people reporting who are like uncomfy with like, <laughs> you know, the whatever they're fucking seeing. But it's like, guys, chill out, let people live. Like, come on. I know. Like, there's so there's so much diversity in what people want to put online, how people express themselves, how people make a living. But people love you. Like, you can block them if you don't want to see their content. You can unfollow them. Like, it's exactly. so easy. You can put on parental guidelines, even though, I mean, this is a different episode, but, like, YouTube's kids setting is fucked up in its own way. The algorithm has taken over. Mm-hmm. I am, <laughs> I have gone very deep in the web onto this YouTube kids content. We will get back to this. Oh, my God. Uh, anyway, continue. <laughs> continue on the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so upon my, like, I literally went into, like, a such a, like, deep random dive. Um, maybe I should talk about Tinder first and then I'll talk about this site. Okay. Okay, so Tinder. Um, Tinder is shutting down sex workers' personal dating profiles. Mm. Their personal dating profiles. Yes, I will also get into them soliciting clients, but um, because they merely mention that they're an escort, even if they put that they're not soliciting, 
but most of them are wanting to be, of course, up, up front with what their job is because yeah. unfortunately not everyone is going to be chill with um, their chosen profession. Yeah. So they're trying to be up front with it to weed the people out that aren't going to be okay with it and like match with people who are. And just because they like just put that they're an escort, they get deleted. And that's yeah. been a big problem. This has been their personal dating um, dating profile. But... Um, the only thing that I can, I guess, say to sympathize with Tinder a little bit because, like, hashtag, like, give us money. To, yeah. <laughs> just um, but Tinder's an American brand, and they can really fall um, – they can have basically, like, a lot of legal repercussions mm-hmm. because of FS, which is the act that I just told you about. Yeah. FOSTA, SESTA. So they need to be – to they, not be in breach of this law, they yeah. have to be pretty strict about it. Exactly. Yeah. So they, because, yeah, yeah, basically, because I guess they're like bots or like the people who are like looking over everything can't differentiate between yeah. if they're like actually soliciting or if they're actually like a dating profile. But they're so they don't want to risk it. They're just um, confiding that this is their occupation. On their real profile. Yeah, exactly. Okay. On their dating profile just so that they can date. Um, um, that being said, I found this thing called Switter. It's called what? Switter. Okay. Like Twitter but with an S. <laughs> um, and it's a sex, it identifies as a sex-friendly social media site for escorts. Oh. I don't think it's an American, it cannot be an American site because I went on it and essentially it has a... a the Twitter, like, algorithm where it's, like, it looks like tweets, but it's their age, their, their location, um, a little bit about them, like, what they offer, and then, like, their, the pictures. They're, mm-hmm. like, pictures. Twitter, baby. <laughs> Wait, so can Twitter be used for their personal accounts or is it just for soliciting mostly? It's for soliciting. Okay. And, like, it is growing their band, their brand, but it is soliciting 100%. Okay. So there is this site. Um, I really don't think it's American because it would not be up if it was. Yeah. But it's soliciting in, in like, it seems like a safe way. I don't know too much about it. It could be, like, fucking awful. But um, that's just what I found, like, briefly, and I was like, oh, okay, interesting. To, like, offset of, like, un, uh, like the normalized, like, dating apps. Yeah. Or social media apps. This is like just for escorts. Um, okay. <clears throat> now that we've got the background covered, I want to get into like the nitty gritty, juicy juice of like um, sex workers successfully using dating apps to find clients. Yeah. Um, Insert juice by Lizzo here. Juice. <laughs> we've listened to that like five times yeah. just this evening. Yeah, it's hyped me the <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> it's such self-love music. It Please is. go listen to Lizzo. Oh, Lizzo's the fucking best. <laughs> she gives me like, I, I want to like talk to her and be like, where do you get your confidence from? Honestly, it's like I. It's I all the a- bikini. I, th- I can feel it. Her, her, her vagina exudes confidence. It yeah. comes from inside of her. Just her female soul. <laughs> I know. I want to just, like, look at myself in the mirror every day and listen to Lizzo and just tell myself, like, you're going to go fuck it up today. Yeah. doesn't matter what anyone thinks. You're going to make it. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to play your flute and people are going to love it. Uh, <laughs> such a good Just like video. she does. That's so badass. Yeah. Just, like, <laughs> casually playing the fucking flute. I know. Okay, continue. Anyways. Um, so, first of all, I think Tinder makes a lot of sense for, um, 
sex workers when you think about it. Because how many times do you get fucking, like, guys just on there, like, I have this all written down. (laughs) Okay, like, how many guys, girls, or, like, whatever you... Uh, your identifier or non-identifier is we do not discriminate on this fucking podcast mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever you want to be you can be um have you come across just like a cat they want like a casual sexual fling oh, happens yeah. so much and so as as a sex worker i could only imagine that it's like a like a gold mine mm-hmm. for people like because they want just something like they want to have sex. <laughs> yeah, it's a, I mean, a lot of people, especially men, a lot of men on there are there for hookups, are there for sex, are there for temporary pleasure. Exactly. So it's like, why not? Exactly. Um, and then, considering that sex, sex work is only legal in the United States, in Nevada, and only mm-hmm. in counties of less than 700,000 residents, so it's only a few counties in Nevada. Okay. So it's really not that much. Um, online usage to find clients seems like the ideal and safe route to go. The latter is working the streets, which is... It's dangerous. I'll get into in a minute. But yeah, okay. It can be obviously, like, extremely dangerous. Um, but using social media and dating apps allow sex workers to work independently as their own business and not under a boss or, jo- or uh, to, they don't have to join an organization. They create their own hours, and in turn, they have to choose their own clients. Yeah, which is great. It's like, you don't want anybody choosing what you're going to do or not do for you. You should be able to use your own intuition. It is, this is like the ultimate, like, feminism. Like, fuck yeah. Actually, like, a sex worker, I wrote this quote down, um, a sex worker in England said this, and she said that, um... It gives them some sense of agency in a capitalist, patriarchal society, bitch. Yes, we live in a fucking society, in ho. A fucking, yes. a society. <laughs> we live in a society. Um, but, uh, yeah, anyways. <laughs> Online, also I found this interesting. Sex workers can screen clients to make sure that they are safe. They, they screen it, like, outside of online, but online is a more, um, there's m- more time in between. But they screen whether it's a fear of losing money or being in physical danger, because mm-hmm. aka psychos. Yeah. Um, the way in which escorts vet and screen their clients to see if they're actually legal is quite, quite important. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, uh, and this is like, I guess, how they will do it. For the most part, again, I'm not an expert, but a lot of sex workers will use a reference from someone in their community. Or if it's a brand new client, they um, need to email an ID, LinkedIn profile, or even social media profile just to see that they're like they are who they are and their working status that they can pay for them. Yeah, Um, you don't want to waste your time. Exactly, and a lot of like what I read that sex workers will they're just like. I'm a higher price because this is what I'm worth. And you don't want to fuck with the people who will pay less. You want to fuck with the people who will pay like $300 an hour for you. Mm-hmm. Not $100 an hour for you. It's a big difference. Yeah. Um, between clients. So. I would agree. Like that difference is immense for like who you're going to get. Um, but the only downside of the vet, to the vetting process is they will get a lot of men who will email or phone them to discuss <laughs> pricing and fantasies. 
but then they'll only masturbate talking to the escort with no intention of an actual transaction that sucks dude but a lot of like the vets will be like okay bye like they know they already know when like it's going on for too long that it's like yeah it's like if you want more of this you have to to pay me yeah exactly Mm -hmm. um and then what i found intriguing as like a middle little like fun is uh, online sex lingo. I was so curious. <laughs> online what sex do lingo. What they use? And I didn't want to use things that they... Um, I didn't want to use too many giveaways for them. Like, still keep it in their, like, private... Not culture, but, like... I didn't want to use too many... I wanted to use the more well-known lingos, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, BS means the sex worker will oil themselves up and slide up and down the client's body. Oh. FJ, can you think, can you, do you know what that might be? Foot job? Yeah. Hey. Well, can refer to a foot being used to stimulate the client's yeah. genital area. For sure. Um, a Roman shower, I think. Is that peeing? Mm-mm. Roman shower. I don't know. Okay, so I wrote, it's easy to guess if you think about the stories concerning vomitoriums in ancient Rome. Vomitoriums? Vomitoriums. <laughs> I've never heard Vomitorium. that. Vomitorium. Vomitorium. Come on in. And location also makes a difference in lingo use. So if someone in Australia, uh, in Australia posts to a forum they want a Russian, they mean they would like a quick sexual encounter. But... If Russian is requested by someone in America, guess what it means? Does it mean vomit on me? No. Okay. What they want to put their genitals between the breasts of the sex worker. Oh. Oh my god, that is so not as Isn't bad it as I thought. So different though, like that is really yeah. different. It really, I guess it does. Yeah, if you're gonna travel abroad and then seek sex work, know know no, the lingo no, yeah, in lingo. your specific country. And then that particular sex act. That is a Russian in America is a Spanish in Australia. Really? Yeah. Oh my goodness. We're learning new things every day, people. <laughs> um, in Argentina, a Hindu massage means that the sex worker will squeeze the muscles in her vagina during intercourse. I read oh. that and I was like, oh my god. Woo. Wow. And then punter means nothing in the US, but it refers to men who enjoy soliciting sex workers in the UK, which is like known as a John here, but I don't think they use the word John anymore. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of old-fashioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But so if you were in the UK and you were like, I'm a punter. It's a punter. Okay. Yeah. Um, And then online, like on Tinder and stuff, so they'll use the terms pay to play Mm -hmm. in their like bios and stuff, and then they'll use emojis like roses to denote increments of money for their services instead of dollar signs. So it'll be like Uh, 40 rose emojis, 100 rose emojis. Is that for sort of... Like a hundred rose emojis in an hour, yet yeah. for an hour, yeah. So instead of so, it's like to cover your own tracks when you're soliciting sex work online, you can um, use emojis instead of you know actual dollar, dollar amounts. Signs, yeah. Okay. Just like asking for roses. For sure. Okay. Yeah. So it covers your tracks, and then <clears throat> GFE. I found this so interesting. Is the girlfriend experience, which is basically <gasps> there's a whole show about that. There is? Yes, it's called The Girlfriend Experience. Is it? <laughs> I think it's on like HBO or something. Oh, shit. And it's about, I mean, go ahead, but it's, yeah. I think I know it's what it is. probably the same thing. Yeah. Um, the Girlfriend Experience, which is basically a paid date. Yeah. Escorts usually charge premium for this because of the intimacy, noting that it is giving a piece of them away to the client because you're like, you're talking about yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, party is used for services the escorts sell. 
So they'll be like, it's like, it's like a party. Like, this is a party. Like, I don't know how to describe it. But, like, that's just for, like, what they're selling. Okay. Um, and then just a term that I found interesting unrelated to, like, the industry logo situation is bounded authenticity, mm. which is what some escorts use because, like, they ask if it's authentic. Um, if, like, especially with the girlfriend experience, that whole thing, if it's authentic and they call it bounded authenticity, which is coined by researcher Elizabeth Bernstein, and it means that it's intimacy bound by time and money. So is it, like, the more time and money you spend on me, the more I will be authentic with you? No, it's just, like, the this authenticity and this intimacy... It's real, but it is bound by these constraints, by time and money. Okay. Okay, so the more money you spend, the more authentic? I don't... No, no, no. I don't think it has to deal with how much money you spend. It's just, like, that that they are being authentic. It just so happens that you have these outside things. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. I guess I understand. So they're being authentic, but there are different elements that determine how authentic yeah yeah because I don't think a person can control their authenticity in that way I don't know yeah I mean I guess it makes sense to me that like it's almost I mean your power can kind of lie in how much of your true self you reveal to someone yeah so it's and that's why they pay they they like that is a premium for a lot of people is the girlfriend experience because that is like giving away a a part of yourself yeah so I guess that is where bounded authenticity comes from yeah so maybe in a way you're right the more money that you pay the more that you get okay yeah I mean also like we have stated before this is research that we've done if anyone who wants to add on to it I know if anyone who has actually had experience in this has like would want to clue us in that'd be sick but like also yeah we're just this is this is our basic research but I'm sorry if if we're flubbing anything yeah um but you can always have like a fact check situation happen yeah we can have a corrections corner as my favorite uh, murder would say um but anyways to wrap all of this up sex workers and activists alike believe that the legalization of sex work will effectively make it a cleaner safer environment for everyone involved Mm -hmm. through background checks weekly std tests access to contraceptives um and security in general um, and I'm going to throw a fucking stat at you because I'm the queen of statistics, baby. Give me that fucking stat. Um, and it's not a good one, but <laughs> 80% of sex workers experience violence while working the street. 80%. 80% wow. of sex workers experience violence while working the street, which is what, unfortunately, this bill is causing these sex workers to do is to, for the most part, go to the fucking street. That's tragic. So... Legalization would get them off the street and create a safer, less risky environment for them to work in. And as much as I'm like, I don't know where I, I stand with this with this bill, I still feel like I could be more informed, but um, I do think that the road to go to is um, legalizing it. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's figure it out because there are these brothels in Nevada um, where, by the way, it's, it's not just like, anybody can work in them they have to go get um um, a business license Mm -hmm. each uh sex worker has to get a business license they have to like talk to the sheriff's uh, sheriff of that county um so there's like a whole thing that they have to go through in order to do it but it, it makes it 
safer for these uh, people to work um, mm. for sure. And it makes them less susceptible to violence. I saw this video of this uh, trans sex worker in D.C. who got into a car with uh, this guy she's working the streets. And he had a knife and stabbed her twice. Just stabbed her. And she rolled out of the car. Um, was so shocked that she was still alive. And was like, I can't even go to the police because what am I going to say? And that yeah. shouldn't be a thing. Someone just fucking stabbed you. You should be able to be like, hey, like, this yeah. dude just tried to fucking kill me. Like, But that happens so much. They, they experience this violence and they feel like they can't mm-hmm. go to the police for safety, which is what the police is for. So I think legalizing this will will help even uh, greater have that divide uh, and that the difference between trafficking victims and sex workers which I think so so needs to happen because trafficking uh, sex trafficking is so fucking terrible but we with with trying to fix that we shouldn't also harm these people who are making a living in in this industry. Yeah. So like at the end of the day, this is just a person trying to do her job. job. And if she is harmed while doing that job, she should be able to go to the appropriate yeah. authorities and feel that she can and also be do in a something safe about it. Place to do yeah. that job. So I think yes, this this on one hand, this bill has has taken certain steps to effectively like try to shut down uh, the sex trafficking community and help. Um, make these people more safe but let's also hear this community out and let's help them too because you're harming someone else in the process when i was listening to you and sort of thinking about this prompt in general like there was this episode of this podcast that i listened to a lot called reply all and it's called i forget the number of the episode that it is but it's called no more it's called no more safe harbor um and yeah it's yeah, and it's it's all about the FOSTA SESTA law, mm-hmm. um, and how it's complicated. It really is because it's like they talk to people who are who have tried to push through this law that will totally prohibit anybody from soliciting any kind of sex, and it's like some of them even they have these conversations, and it's like, yes, I understand that there are sex workers who make a living this way and I don't have anything against them but I don't know what else to do because I don't I have a child who was taken into sex trafficking or whatever and it's like there need to be better solutions that can benefit everybody and that don't have to totally put a certain community in danger in order for you to feel like totally vindicated for this other community or like I don't know. I just it's it's really hard. It's like nobody nobody is wrong. It feels like nobody unless you're literally like I hate sex workers, like nobody has bad intentions. It's just like everybody wants to get to a place where they can operate and they can feel safe. Mm-hmm. Um and for different communities that can look like different things. And I think that at the end of the day it just comes to more more nuanced legislation. Like, stopping sex trafficking, definitely stopping child sex trafficking, but having it be in a place where sex workers can operate safely and be able to use the internet as a tool to vet potential clients without having to go on the street and risk their lives. Yeah, because when you vet it in person, 
yeah, you can check the car. You can see if there's a knife back there or whatever, but you only have maybe a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, online, you have so much time to verify who this person is for the most part. You also have your, communi- your community, uh, other clients who have maybe referred this person, um, people that you've, you've worked with before um, that can be like, this person is okay. Like, when you're on the street, you don't have that. So, like, let's stop pushing them more underground because it's still happening. And let's make it safer for these people and more acceptable for these people to work. Mm-hmm. It's happening in other countries. Let's like just make it a thing. Yeah. Fucking tax it, America. Tax it the fuck out if you want. That's gonna fucking intrigue you. Will it like make these people safe? Exactly. No matter what you do, sex work will always be around. And it's like it's either... the oldest profession, baby. <laughs> it's like either you're going to actively make it more dangerous for citizens, yeah. or you're going to make it safer and livable. And that's your choice. Um, but. <laughs> this is such a serious episode. I know it is. Oh my God, so Jesus. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I mean, thank thank you for listening. I mean, this these are two topics that we thought were really important to speak about, yeah. and it's it's honestly really. I think it's interesting to hear about because these are things that I didn't know before researching or before, or before Nina told me about it. So I think it's like cool. Like let's hear about things that we don't. Maybe you do know about it, and you're listening to it, and you're like, fuck yeah, or like you don't know about it and you're like cool this is something this is i think the point of the podcast because it's us experiencing and learning different things like cool this is something i didn't fucking know about and it's it's like important mm-hmm. it really <laughs> it's is like fucking important you guys <laughs> hey you guys it's important yeah um <laughs> yeah like it's it's cool to be able to i mean <laughs> it feels stupid to say but there's so much information at our fin- fingertips and this is something that i would not have necessarily just googled out yeah. of the blue but it's like there I, I have friends who are sex workers and and I have obviously friends who are trans people and and I don't want to I don't want this to be like oh I'm someone who is outside of both of these communities and I'm gonna talk to you about why this is important and I come from this place of total removal from this because yeah. it is <laughs> I mean that I mean I'm I'm a queer woman and I care deeply for both of these communities but if I have gotten something wrong, that is on me. And I just, I don't, I don't want to come from a place of like, everything I said is completely right. Yeah. Tell me, tell me if I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah. And I don't. We're coming from a place like, we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. I know. <laughs> this so, is just like what we research and put together and like, do with it what you will. We're just trying to shine light on something we didn't know about. Yeah. Something that we think is important and we're yeah. passionate about. So, you know what? <laughs> Take it um, with a grain of salt, and if you can't, you can fuck off, baby. Because yeah. <laughs> we're doing our goddamn best, like everybody in this world. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, we are doing our best, but yeah, I mean, also we have Twitter, we have Instagram. Yeah, I don't, I don't want it to be one of those things where it's like hashtag emotional labor, but like you know, if you if you feel compelled to continue this conversation, please reach out. We're happy to learn we really are yeah so i mean that's where we're coming from anyways well we hope you have a wonderful night um once again please don't hesitate to give us any feedback that you have if you like this kind of episode where it's kind of informational kind of sharing with each other please let us know we love doing it 
Um, we're also going to have some upcoming comedy episodes that are specifically yeah. comedian friends doing little bits and stuff like that, which we absolutely love. So um, I don't know. Have an amazing Pride season. Please, and- World Pride. <laughs> love you all. Love you. And, and go, go fuck, fuck yourself. yourself. <laughs>